Trading Nut, episode 115. I don't care about stats. I don't care about any of that. How much money am I making? That's what I care about. And I care about how much money am I risking on a certain thing. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Q Banks on the show. Now, it's taken me ages to get Q on. I know a lot of you guys have asked me to get him on. Finally got him on, and uh, it's an epic, epic interview, followed by what I've got to say is a breakdown of the US 30 I've never seen before. So you guys are going to get to see Inside Q's method, so all these years of training himself up in the markets you're going to get to see that broken down on a price chart if you check out the video we shot after this interview so there'll be another video here on trading nut you'll be able to find links on tradingnut.com or in the show description if you're listening on the podcast now folks um also what's happening here on trading Nut? well we've got trader versus trader finals kicking off this week so semi-finals Number two, final of season two, kicking off the week after. Uh, so guys, you've got to go and check that out. Some fantastic traders over there that you've probably never heard of. We also have a couple of traders you have heard of. We've got Philip Bloom and we've got Kane Fernandez going head-to-head in their own Trader versus Trader special. Uh, we also have something new coming to Trading Nut in the crypto space. So stay tuned for that if you're into crypto, if you're holding crypto, if you trade crypto, this will be for you guys. Can't wait to launch that. Along with a new logo. I know I've said it's coming. It is still coming. Um, I've got it. I just need to get around to getting it on the site and up on some new Trading Nut merch as well. So guys, that's coming up all here on Trading Nut as well as my Robot Builders Club. If you're wanting to build uh, semi-automated or fully automated trading robots, then I can teach you how to do that without coding in my Robot Builders Club. You also get about 30 ready-made trading robots to chuck on uh, your testers, your live accounts, your demo accounts, whatever you want to do with it. Tweak them to your heart's content as well. So that's all over there on Trading Nut. Now the price of that's going to go up soon. So I'm giving you a fair warning. If you do want to come on board, now is the time. All right, folks, without further ado, let's get on with this interview with QBanks. Whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader, our sponsor, City Traders Imperium, are offering you the chance to become a fully backed Forex trader. That's right, get coached and funded with CTI today. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Q Banks, Quaylen Black here on the show. Welcome to the show, Q. Great to finally get you on. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Look, it's been, been a while. As I said sort of before the show, like I've been I've been following you your journey, I suppose, for probably four or five years when a, a trader who I had on called Octavian Gibson from Tennessee said, I said to him, like, who should I get on? To? Who do you know? And he goes, oh, look, I, I learned pretty much everything I learned was from QBanks, go and look him up. And there was some other guy, I can't remember who the other guy was. So then I followed you on Instagram and I've sort of been following your journey ever since and, and be able to sort of track your progress. Um, so it's been fantastic to, to, to see that journey and then finally get, get you on. Cause I think I've, I must've messaged you about a hundred times. Um, and people <laughs> keep asking, get them on, get them on the show. Why don't you get them on the show? I'm like, oh, look guys, I'm trying. Um, yeah. so we finally got you on, which is great. And what I, and I suppose what's still missing for me, cause I've had other traders come on like QB Stew and, um, a few other guys or Druzy Banks, obviously who, who, you know, uh, who've come yeah, on and said, cool. Yeah, those are all my past students. Yeah, exactly. They've all said, when I say, where do you learn? And they go, well, I learned from Q. And so yeah. I'm like, where the hell did Q learn? So this is what <laughs> I, that's what I want to find out today. Um, and because, I mean, I've, other things which have sort of stuck with me over your journey, and I'll, and I'll ask this question a bit later on, is, um, you know, so I remember, I'm, actually, I'll ask it later on because it's, it's a good question. So let's get on with it and start off by maybe, how did it all begin for you and that all the way up to now? And I'll dive in with a few questions here and there. Um, I'll begin as far as trading wise. Yeah, as, far, as far as trading, I mean, how'd you get into it? And then, and then how did your journey progress from there? Oh God, story time, story time. Um, 
So I've been doing this for almost like a, almost like a decade now, actually, as far as um, been into the entire trading niche and that kind of stuff. Um, first, I first um, explored it when I was doing some stock options back when I was 20 years old. Um, didn't really take it too, too seriously, but at the same time, that actually gave me the, the step into that world or, um, you know, dealing with like trading and investing and whatnot. So from there, I kind of put it off for a couple of years because I wasn't really taking it as serious because, I mean, I was, I was probably making a couple of dollars here, a couple, a couple of dollars there, but nothing really crazy to the point that it makes me want to fully, fully focus on it. So um, after that, I, you know, I got fired from one of one of the jobs that I was working at for a couple of years. And then from there, that actually put me into the space that I need to start making money elsewhere. So I started to look for ways on how to make money online, um, came across some affiliate stuff. And then eventually came across, you know, people that were trading and that intrigued me because they were making money like every single day. So at the same time, um, that's when I kind of explored, you know, into the whole Forex niche and, and current trading niche and, um, after that, I started to like work part-time at Target and throughout that, that entire time period, I was trading and working, trading and working, you know, doing both of those at the same time for, for about, um, um, 10 months before I actually quit Target. But, um, throughout the time that I was at Target, I, I was making some, you know, decent days here and there, but at the same time, it wasn't to the point that I was confident enough to actually quit until certain things happened that actually, you know, made me take that, 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 that leap of faith. And you know, go that route of fully entrepreneurship. Um, from there, it just um, it gave me this like time to just fo- focus on the craft and just you know, um, I had 24 hours a day now to actually just like get better and critique myself and and fine tune my methodology. And and yeah, then after that, just pretty much just started to progress, you know. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, so so just diving back into that journey, and this is what I always find quite intriguing is, I mean, how did you? So you obviously the stock options, which gave you a bit of grounding is like, you know, I'm, I'm trading here, I'm, I'm on a chart, I know what I'm sort of looking for, the basics, then you move to Forex. What what kind of, what was your sort of educational journey in the Forex space? I mean, how did you get yourself to a point where you felt confident enough to, you know, that you were making money on a regular basis and you knew that, well, if I quit now, it's not just, it's not gambling, I'm, I'm doing the right things. I mean, what, what yeah. education did you give yourself or so, go through so 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 back then um stock options like there there was no like education uh, i was just going based off of just like common sense and there were no charts you know i, I wasn't looking at, at charts at like 20 years old and whatnot but i was just looking at numbers um basing things off of that so when it came to actually charting when i was about like 23 24 is when i actually got into you know i started actually seeing trading more and whatnot um the education behind it, like um, we were in a Facebook group. So like a bunch of us were, um, we just got added to a Facebook group where people were actually starting to trade and everything like that. Back then, you know, they had, you know, like some simple methods, like um, it was, you know, like um, market maker method and that kind of stuff, like things that, that actually, you know, made us get involved into it. Not not really making money, money as far as, you know, it could have been a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there, but it wasn't to the point where I, I'm at now, you know, making you know, four figures, five figures, six figure trades and whatnot. Um, so when it came down to it, um, I feel like just, just even exploring, you know, a, a, a method back then, just a, any kind of method that kind of gave you the grasp that, you know, I could actually, you know, make money in some kind of way, but at the same time, the, the way that they were actually going about it, it wasn't enough for me to, you know, be as consistent as I wanted to be, you know? Just jumping in here with a quick message from my sponsor, Sage Capital, who provide education software and tools needed to increase anyone's ability to trade more successfully. Perfect for people who are either still learning, too busy, or just want to use professional-grade strategies to build passive income. They've achieved high returns with relatively low risk and are available for auto-copying today. Go to sagecapital.co.uk and start auto-trading today. And so so market maker method, I mean, trying to apply this stuff, I mean, were you... Did you have any sort of disastrous times at the beginning where you you lost accounts and stuff like that? Um, of course, of course, of course. Like um, numerous accounts blown. Um, I can't even tell you how many accounts blown. Um, it's not it's not even like um a thing to even be embarrassed about. It's literally a part of the journey. You know, like um 
like losing an account just just says that you either like over leverage or it was like a lack of knowledge or or some kind of like that. But at the same time, it could have been, you know, how how big was your account size? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's not even about how many accounts were blown. It was, it was mainly about how many accounts were, well, how much money was lost throughout that entire time period in that learning curve? Because it could have been small accounts. It could have been a $10 account or $100 account. But at the same time, um, I learned that you had to actually have education to actually make the kind of money that you were aspiring to make. Um, so that's when I actually started to um, study technical analysis on my own learning Fibonacci on my own, like doing all these technical analysis things that are, that's based on technicals and just really, really studying that for a good amount of time because like I was in a space that um, went through depression, that kind of stuff. So I literally had nothing else to um, do, you know what I'm saying? So I literally just sat there and just studied my ass off for um, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in the house. Like I had friends coming over and leaving and coming back and I'm in the same place studying, studying, studying. Um, and then, yeah, like, so I would just, you know, read a concept online and then pretty much apply it, read a concept, apply it, read a concept, apply it, and then pretty much just make it work based on how I understood it. And that's how I slowly built my methodology to like where it is now. And, and did you did you ever sort of get to a point, and this is probably quite specific and maybe quite hard to remember, but get to a point where you were looking at like, you know, you're trying something out on a chart, you're reading, reading it online, trying it out on a chart, and then going damn, that's like that level or that line was hit and, and price reacted to it. So there's yeah. something sort of valid in that and what I'm doing. So maybe that's a route yeah. I should go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, um, that was all a part of creating my, like, my methodology. Like even when I, I learned about fibs and like literally reading up on like, you know, the percentages and how to, how, 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 how other people apply it and whatnot and seeing how it, like fully back testing for weeks and weeks and weeks and like just like seeing how things actually flow based on how I'm applying it, you know, and seeing how they react at certain points. And after that, zooming in to kind of like see how the, the candlestick analysis was playing based on a lower time frame analysis and how it is playing off of a higher time frame technical analysis and pretty much going like back and forth and playing with all these things um, just to see like how things actually play off of these certain points that I'm actually drawing on a chart. It could have been trend lines. It could have been, horizontal line it could have been Fibonacci it could have been can- um, candlestick analysis something you know what I'm saying just, just like really really trying to play off on how my technicals are playing a part of the candlestick analysis and structure all at the same time yeah and yeah. And, <laughs> and 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 what about um I mean how did you do your back testing back then because obviously back testing software's evolved over time and way I've back never then had, <laughs> yeah I've I've never had a back testing software it's literally all on trading you you know like I literally just scroll back in, in time or just a, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, zoom in, like mark up like an entire month worth of charts and just go about it that way. Like I've never been the, the kind of person to actually, um, I've never had, um, you know, they had a, a software called Trade Interceptor and stuff like that. I've never really used those. I never really understood the concepts on how it's, pro- it's properly supposed to be used. So I've literally just been on TradingView the entire time and just, you know, practice certain things like plot, 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 and you know, see how 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 price actually reacts based off of how I'm actually drawing these things on the chart. But I never actually, um, you know, wanted to. Okay, let's rewind all this data, mark it up, and play it again. Yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. never been that kind of person to to really be into that. And um, I just I literally stuck on trading view the, the entire time, and just scroll back and just market charts that way actually because i even have certain posts on instagram like back then i showed that i marked up an entire month worth of data and that alone just helped me be i'm being able to actually maintain certain trades being able to um how i'm plotting certain things how to actually anticipate you know certain moves that that could be happening into the market based off of what's currently being shown on the chart at a certain time Cool. And and had, did you have you noticed over time? So I mean, like we, we're talking what like ten years ago, there or thereabouts. Well, that was when you started getting into stock options, wasn't it? So the forex was a little bit after that. So um, so so have you have you uh, noticed the market changing or evolving since that time? Um, and and yeah, that, had, yeah. do your things still work, or like have you had to adapt them or anything like that? Oh, it's, so the the big thing with me that people uh, fail to understand, like um. I've always been the person to adapt. Like I trade every single week, you know what I'm saying? So like 
people that actually take time off, hey, like I'm gonna take a couple months off, then you just fucking miss three months of data that 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 you could have been adapting to the new market environment. So I, I've I've always been in season, like every single time that, um, every single year I'm always trading every single season. You know, it doesn't matter if it's January, February, March, April, May, like. I don't care because I'm actually always adapting to the market based off of volatility environments and, and whatnot. So I've, I've never taken time off to the point that um, I neglected the charts to actually not gain something from it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that's what actually, that's why I'm so dynamic, you know, till this day, because, you know, I've never taken like time off. I've always, you know, been into the market and actually had to change or um, let's say change my style in certain ways based off of a certain period that I'm trading or, or something based on how different volatility is um, in different years. You know what I'm saying? Like, even like back then, I feel like the market was a bit more volatile, even on little things like NFP, like NFP back then was huge events every single month. But like nowadays, like NFP doesn't really move like as much as it did like in 2014, 2015, 2016. But I mean, um, I've never taken time off to actually, you know, be stagnant. I've always been able to adapt because I'm trading every single week. It's funny, yeah, you're right. Because I, I do. I was like, I thought it was NFP last night. Because it's usually when I'm asleep that it's happening. And I look back, I'm like, where was it? I can't even see it on the chart now. Whereas, like back back in when I first started trading, it was like, yeah. you know, these massive moves and and big big sort of swings. So, um, yeah. so what about like what I'm trying? What I'm quite interested in is like your note taking, right? Or you're sort of yeah. writing down stuff around. <laughs> these this information you're finding out on the charts and stuff how did you collate that how did you do it just from the sort of minutiae of were you like using a notepad or or a google doc or whatever bro i have notebooks right here like i'll show you i have notebooks on notebooks on notebooks from past okay guys he's just walked off or you might just cut this out we'll see we'll see he's he's if you're on watching the video you can see what he's doing if um you're on the podcast He's uh, he's in the back of his room, hunting through uh, through files here. So yeah, so these are all notebooks from back then of me just learning about things. It says Fibonacci when I was learning Fibonacci and how, and how to go about things. I don't I don't fucking play, bro. Like when I'm into something, then I'm into something. I have these are all notebooks from 2014, 2015, 2016 that I've just been writing notes and for, for years i don't use them now but at the same time that's a, that's history you know what i'm saying it's history right yeah awesome awesome that's cool because it's it's quite interesting well a to be able to see that and and um b that that you actually that's how you've done it i mean because i sort of wonder like i sometimes my notes are on the on the paper sometimes my notes are in um google and and i'm like how do, how has somebody else done this so that's quite intriguing yeah. so um what I was going to ask, like, so this is a question I was going to ask at the start of the show, which I'll ask now, which was, um, so I'm pretty sure that I saw a story or something from yours, this would have been a couple of years ago, maybe even three years ago, where you were saying your approach now was sort of like, I put two and a half grand in the, in, in the account at the start of the week. At the end of the week, I withdraw my profits. And then you'll start yeah. the week again at two and a half grand. Is that something you... A, is that something you did? Did I get you completely the wrong person? And B, are you still doing it w- that way? It's, it's funny that you even asked me that. Um, okay, so like I, so I, I started like the um, top of the week with like um, twenty five thousand um, a dollar account. Um, today I made twenty two thousand. Okay, I, I I withdrew that twenty two thousand and I'm back at twenty five thousand. So like, you know, I'll just call that you know like that's like a twenty two k week you know, that's perfectly fine like, with me because I didn't really trade like much like this entire week. Um, and then from that point, I actually, I just try to keep on doing that. You know, like I have multiple accounts on like my on broker that I have. So I have my big accounts that I don't really touch as too often, but then I have, you know, the accounts like, you know, like my 25K one and like I have a $500,000 account and plus so stuff like that. So like for big moves, I'll play with, with that account, but for fun, and for a challenge or a, for a more of a, let's say, um, an account that you have to actually apply more knowledge on and more skill on, like I use like my 25K accounts to actually then bill up, withdraw, bill up, withdraw, because I feel like that way, like I have to keep my edge in flow versus if I'm trading my, 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 my bigger account all the time, like I'm not 
really using my edge too often because it's a bigger count. I'm more flexible with drawdown and that kind of stuff. Um, and even like when I, I was trading, like my, I have an account, um, it was a couple months ago, about like the top of the year, I had like my 1.4 mil account. Um, and, I, and I just got real sloppy with it because I was like, yo, this, whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's when I have to just say, all right, fuck it, let me just scroll, dumb down the, the, the account and play that way because I take it more seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and plus there's a lot less risk involved as well. Yeah. And, I, and I, now I think about it, maybe I got, maybe I missed out a zero on the 2,500 account and to 20, cause I, I'm pretty sure it was like, yeah, I, I put in 2,500 and I'll take out 25,000. But I think now it's probably more the 2,500, oh, sorry, 25,000 and take out 25,000, uh, yeah, which is yeah. which is a high risk strategy. You know, doubling account in a week is pretty high risk. And I think you're doing US 30, um, but I, I think I may have had a zero missing on that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to give us uh, some, some insight into your trading now? Like, I mean, how many trades are you placing a week to start off with? Um, um, personally, I don't really count. Like I go based off like, you know, like the kind of opportunities that, that a market actually gives to me certain days, I have to take two or three trades, you know, like that kind of stuff. There's certain times that I'm in like one particular, well, all right. So trades, like trade setups, and then there's positions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it could be one position, but one trade, but four positions. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. That kind of thing. Yeah. So throughout the entire week, like I, I could probably take about three trades, but it could be up to like, let's say 10, 12 positions throughout those entire trades. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like to scale in. So like I'll have, it's like a standard, 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 standard based off of four entries that I seen valid on that certain trade and capitalize based off of that, that one trade. And in what markets are you trading these days? Only US 30. Only US 30. Only US 30. Yeah. It's I thought it was only US 30. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been that it's been that way since last year January. I I've strictly only focused on US thirty. I've literally I don't even consider myself a forex trader anymore because I literally only trade indexes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if, if you're a forex trader, that means forex means currencies, foreign exchange. Yeah. I don't trade those anymore. I, I literally only trade indexes, so I'm just a trader now. And, and so I've actually I think my well my last guest who went live this week was the same. So went to started off on forex. Now only trades indices and bitcoin um because no sorry not even that he trades metals he trades gold and silver and bitcoin and it was because uh the moves are just so much volatile so much more volatile so when it goes it goes and he's like yeah. you just don't get that with forex so was there yeah so what what was the sort of genesis of you going right i'm, I'm out of forex now definitely so so um i mean since you've been following me for a quite amount of time um back um, every single like year or every single season, like I would change periods. Like when I first started, I was trading, you know, all USD for an entire year. And after that, I started focusing on UJ for an entire year. And after that, I started trading, you know, gold for like about six, seven months. After that, I started trading XRP for a couple months. After that, I started trading GJ for quite a while. So like e each and every pair, the volatility just increased, 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 increased because my um my hunger for just more money, more volatility, it grew, you know? So when I was on GJ, that gave me a good amount of volatility, but it was too much volatility that it wasn't really consistent mm. with how it's flowing throughout the, the, the entire chart. So now with US 30, it still, it gives me a bit more volatility, but it's a bit more smoother compared to, you know, a currency because a currency can easily be manipulated and just like all over the place. So um, when I, the, the first time I ever dabbled in US 30, I was in California teaching a class um, I was like, I had some friends online that, that was trading it. And I was like, yo, let me just dabble inside of it real, real quick. So I had a thousand dollar account. I put on a 0 0.01 on that thousand dollar account and I made $800 from that one trade. After that, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So I never left. I never left. Lots of started growing 0.20s, 0.10s, standard lots, two lots, all, all the way up five lots, 10 lots. And I never, I never left because it gives me the kind of money that I aspire to make um, based off of the kind of effort that I'm putting on the chart. So, so like, it's like, it's one of those pairs that it's the risk of rewards is it can't be compared, compared to a currency. Like it cannot be compared because it pays you out aggressively, you know? Yeah. 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 And so, so what about, what about risk to reward? I mean, if you had to look at the stats around your you know, recent, let's say recent trading. I mean, what would you say your your win rate and risk to reward would be on a 
um, average basis. Win rate. Um, I don't really pay attention to the win rate much. Um, I mean, I I just care about you know, I can have like one loss, but like I I can have one win that that makes up that loss times three times four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't I don't really care about stats too too much. I care about how much fucking money am I making and how much am I I, I risking? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, that's what I care about honestly. Because like when it comes to a person that that's so fixated on okay my my win percentage is 70 percent 60 percent that kind of stuff i feel like they get so lost in trying to actually make it so perfect that they just fuck up and then they just um, lose track of just like the main motive as to why you're trading in the first place is to fucking make money yeah um that's what what accounts like even like there's like one person i, I forgot his name but he has the worst win the, the the worst win percentage but he is i think he made like five, 10 mil a year on, on trading. But that's because all of his stop losses were so tight. But whenever he had, he had a win, that'll exit out those lost trades by 50, you know? Yeah. So like things like that, I, I like to focus on because it, it gets my mind in, in the main motive as to why I'm trading inside of first place money. So I can have a loss of negative 5,000, negative 5,000, negative 5,000. That's negative $15,000. And then, and then I can have one win that is 35,000, 45,000. So now, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's, it goes against human psychology as well. And I think that's why a lot of people struggle with trading is because they want the high win rate and they want the high risk to reward rate. But the reality is it's just, it's it's very hard to, to get both of those. You've got to be some sort of savant to, yeah. to do both. Yeah, one thing that I've, I feel like that elevated me so much was not caring about the um, win rate and that kind of stuff like that. I don't even have like portfolios that I, I even pay attention to because I care about how much fucking money am I making? I don't care about stats. I don't care about any of that. How much money am I making? That's what I care about. And I care about how much money am I risking on a certain trade? Yeah. And it's Simple ironically fact. talking to, to some people um, around funds and stuff who, who are in the hedge funds, they were saying that the win rate's actually not even an, an a thing. It's, it, it doesn't, they, a 20% win rate is fine. They've got no issue with that. It's what is what's the risk that they've got the the major concern with, but um, it's yeah the the growth and the risk. They don't care about the win rate as long as the as long as you make the money and as long as you're controlling risk. That's all they care about. So um so uh what what about like uh, are you a market or a market order trader or are you a limit order trader? Um, I don't use pendings. I don't use pendings. Um. Um, there's only been like a few times that I've ever needed to use pendings, but I'm always market execution because I like to actually be in tune with as to why exactly I'm getting into the market as far as um, full reasoning, as far as candidate analysis and whatnot um, versus a person that is doing a pending. It's based off of a price area, but it's not based off of an, an exact reason as to why they're getting in. It's based off of an area to, to get in versus an exact area to get in. And... Yeah. What sort of timeframes are you looking at when you're analyzing your charts and what's your entry time frame? Um, I like my like my areas. So like I like my um higher time frame analysis, which is like more let's say it could be H four, H one. Um I could actually base my overall momentum off of let's say daily, weekly, um, as far as momentum. I never said anything about an analysis. I'm saying just about momentum, seeing where where the overall volume is for that 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 certain period. Um, entries, it could be my M5, M15, M30, depending on the kind of conditions. Um, US 30 wise, um, since the risk is a lot higher in a sense, I have to go to a lower time frame, which could be which, which could be M5 or, or or even at times M1. But at the same time, my overall analysis is based on like my higher time frame analysis, which which could be based off of H1, H4. So I have my overall market direction. But when, like when it comes time for entries and whatnot, I have to actually scale down to a t- time frame that actually um, can make my my risk to reward actually make sense. So my risk is based on my lower time frames. My overall rewards are based off of like my higher time frames. Cool. That's how I actually go about it. Cool. And and look, I mean, so following your Instagram, you know, and and it, it's there's a lot going on in your life. You can see that. How did you how does your trading fit into your into your lifestyle and and how do you you know what's your typical trading day look like um trading is what i do you know what i'm saying that's just like it's, it's it's a part of all of this it's 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 one of my money makers you know it's it's like one of those things that makes everything possible so i have to, to make time for it um even when i'm super busy during, during the entire day like i have to still put a time aside to actually trade because you know that's what i've been doing like that's 
that's what my life is actually based around. It could be, you know, operating on Wall Street Academy. It could be trading like for like my own self. It could be, you know, just doing things that's a meet and greets and people talk, I'm talking to me about trading. Like, so it's based around all that stuff. But um, like nowadays, um, I choose to be busy. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not nat- naturally busy. Like I could be at home all day and not do anything. But at the same time, I choose to actually go out and try to do stuff and do events and, you know, try to just get outside because when people are just so fixated on trading, 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 you miss a lot of life, you know, like, because you, you miss a lot of times out of day. Um, there's even certain times that I have to just, let's say, um, put off trading for a couple of days or, or put off trading for like a week because I had to just get back out there into the world, get back out, out there active because um, trading is literally like, it sucks you in. It sucks you in. You want to be around it. You want to actually talk about it all the time when nowadays um, if I have some friends over, trading is literally the last thing that that, that, that we ever talk about because it's business. It's yeah. business. It's, it's, it's work. You know, so um, I treat work as work. And whenever I'm outside, I have fun. I have other interests than just trading. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, I still make time to trade because, you know, that's how I could uh, modify all of my cars and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's how I could buy cars and that kind of stuff. So like, if I ever want to buy a car, I have to trade to buy the car, you know, um, versus just going into my, 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 my bank account and just taking out money. I like to actually earn it by building an account to actually get that certain car or get, get those certain parts. Because it makes me feel like I'm earning it versus just being able to just get it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Now, um, what do you what do you think made you different way back in the beginning from the average trader? And look, you you would have had tons of guys go through your course and your you know your your five day um, whatever boot camp and stuff. So what 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 do you think made you different from I suppose what you know as the sort of typical mum or dad retail trader out there? Like what made me like stand out? Well, what made you? get to the point where you can you know you can regularly take out cash from your trading account and withdraw and use that cash to survive and and thrive and all that sort of stuff um i've always been been super smart with my investments and super ambitious um a lot of people you know they they fail to realize you know um people can actually get really good at stuff that they focus on you know like little things like that like a person can get really good once they're focused on a certain craft and once they're passionate about it. Um, some people fail to realize that and as to why they don't, they listen to everybody else. Oh, like, um, oh, like that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. But at the same time, like, you know, in the, in the background, you're, you're, you're studying all night, you're studying all day. You're on, you're on the charts, you're on the charts, you're on the charts, you're on the charts. Like you're, you're putting a lot of time in to, you know, to, to, to be able to, to reap those rewards that you're actually craving and that's what I've, I've always been about. I've, I've always been about the, the work part of it because the craft is one thing that you have to focus on for a good amount of time to actually be able to make it second nature. Like nowadays, it's more second nature because I don't have to study as much anymore because I understand my methodology. I, I, I understand like my, like my workflow. I understand all that stuff to the point that like now I could just trade whenever I want to, but also reap the benefits without having to actually bust my ass and studying and doing all that hard work like how I used to do you know so like um I've always been able to do that and when it came down to actually being able to um, get money or having big days I've always transitioned that into other investments it could have been um cryptos at 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 one point it could have been um you know being able to trade up other markets um being able to trade outside investments other than trading, like doing all these other things with, with money that I'm making made everything possible versus just keeping everything into a broker account to have a huge account. Eventually you'll have a huge account, but you have to be able to, you know, diverse that money in, in many ways and being able to actually, um, you know, have other skills than just trading to actually be able to grow your, your money. What, what are your views on, uh, on trade or new traders withdrawing funds from their account? I mean, what, what are your sort of recommendations in that space? Um, so I have like, um, like one of the um, things that I always tell people like, yo, like ever since I had like my first, on uh, what I consider like my, my, my big week back then was, um, I made $30,000 in one week. Um, and I was ecstatic. Like that felt like, that felt like a million dollars to me, you know? And, um, I literally put everything, I, I withdrew everything. I put everything on, on auto pay for an entire year. So that, that 30, that, that, that $30,000 paid off 
my entire 2017 expenses as far as like, you know, rent and car payment, you know, yeah. all those stuff. So that gave me time to just focus on just trading, you know? So like now I wasn't worried about, you know, rent and, and like all these other things. So like, that was like one of like my biggest breaking points too, because I had, I had nothing but time to just focus on studying and just getting better at a certain craft and grinding, 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 and not have to worry about bills. So like, um, I always recommend people to just, you know, be in it. All your big days put aside, you know, you know, put your put all of your expenses on, on auto pay so you have more time to focus on what you want to do. Um, that's like one huge like recommendation and, you know, pay yourself out. Like, don't don't worry about big on building a huge ass account um, because that only matters only so much. Like, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like if you made let's say like, a, like five hundred dollars this week. OK, pay a bill with it, like withdraw some money and pay a bill with it so you could actually feel the fact that. Um, you're working for a reason or like you're, you're, you're trading for a reason, you're analyzing for a reason versus just having everything inside your account and keeping it digital versus actually making it physical, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That way you actually feel like, damn, like this thing really does work because my, like my first, um, I had like a, a big week, like um, back in 2015, um, I have, in April, I made my first $1,000 a day um, and I withdrew that $1,000 and I bought a MacBook. So that MacBook elevated me because that's something that I, I really wanted and I actually I felt my the work that I'm putting in get put to get put to use yeah you know yeah so I'll get to buy something based off the work that I'm putting on the charts all that week versus the person that's keeping it inside their account and not feeling anything you know yeah cool it's yeah. it's interesting because yeah, I, I never really used to ask this question but the last few guests I've had have, have all recommended withdraw something just withdraw whatever you like even if it's a small amount just withdraw it yeah just just to make it just to understand that this isn't fictitious money this is real money that you can actually use so so um what about if you're a retail trader working a day job what steps would you recommend they they start to take to uh start growing an account so if you're still working a job um i mean i always say like you know people always say oh i don't have you know time in a day and then i always say it's 24 hours in a fucking day. How bad do you want it? You know, like, um, like when I was working at Target, like, I don't make excuses. Like, I, I don't have enough time. Like, no, like, I'm either putting putting some time in at work, even though me being at work wasn't my time to grow as a person. It was their time to grow as a business. Um, I still took certain time to actually, you know, put in that uh, a little bit of work. Um, that I could, you know, it could have been on break, but especially after work is when I'm up all night. I'm up all night. I'm, I'm working, I'm trading, I'm doing this, I'm doing that because I don't care about me being tired based off of work. Like I know that it's still some hours inside the day and I could actually still study and grind regardless of if I'm tired or not. So um, don't make the, the excuse that, you know, you don't have enough time. You definitely have enough time. You just care about your sleep way too much to actually, you know, put aside that time to put so- towards something that could actually make you productive, you know? Thinking about a price chart, I mean, what three things would you recommend somebody jump in and go start studying for, for say, a month? Um, Like three things that, that, that they should study? Yeah, so if they're looking at a chart, just what three things do you reckon they should go away and study? Um, So I have I have a lot more things than that, but like um, it's like about eight, nine things that I tell all of my students actually, you have to be sufficient enough to actually become a trader like how what I consider a good trader, like it's, it's like about eight, nine things that they would have to actually be sufficient at, but some things that um they, I'll probably just name three, some things that they have to be sufficient at is candlestick analysis. Can, candlestick analysis is super important because at the same time, it's your understanding the full anatomy of, of a candle as to why it's forming certain kind of, day, um, kind of way, what exactly it means, why it, it formed that kind of weight and how that could affect the, the, the next price movement based off it forming that certain kind of weight. Um, next thing could be um, structure. You have to understand the overall market flow on how it pretty much flows based off of an overall uptrend, downtrend, consolidation zones. Like you have to pretty much understand how the flow of the market actually is determined because at the same time, that's pretty much the flow of every single market. And, and every single market is going to flow a little bit different. So you have to pretty much know your know the market that you're focused on enough to understand how it's changing when it's pretty much transitioning all these things for that certain period that you're that you're focused on um last thing i would say um you have to understand how to how to scale um and how to actually you know take advantage of, of certain trades 
Some people actually, you know, they, they look for, for trades all day, all day, all day versus just looking for one trade in particular. It could have been like a trade based off of like the H4, H1, but at the same time, th- there could have been so many entry opportunities on lower timeframes that pretty much plays a part of that overall direction bias of that higher time frame that, you know, all you needed throughout the entire week was that, that one trade. But at the same time, you could have took like four or five positions and scaled them throughout that entire trade versus actually um, craving to find more and more and more and more, more trades. All you need is one trade to actually fully, fully capitalize from, but you have to be able to, you know, understand that and, and being able to scale in that certain trade to then capitalize based off of that, that one move. Versus cool. looking for moves every single time. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool. Makes sense, makes sense. Now, thinking about a trader's mindset, do you have any special techniques you can share with us? Um, A trader's mindset-wise? Yeah, just how, how can they get there? Any techniques that can help get somebody's mindset in the right in the right frame of mind for trading? Um, hmm. Right mindset. I feel like um, don't compare yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's probably the biggest thing. Like this, you know, don't compare yourself. Like just focus on, on just you. Cause at the same time, like, um, you know, I've seen, like, I had showed my, my brother this, like, like last night, like the first person that I seen started making like $10,000 or $14,000 a day. And that kind of stuff. The first, the first person I started seeing doing that, I seen that then it was possible. Um, but I never compared myself as to, Oh, like how come I'm not doing that and stuff like that. But at the same time, four or five years later, I'm doing that plus more, you know what I'm saying? And I never, ever looked myself as, as less or that I couldn't do it. And I just pretty much just understood like my own journey, you know, and I just never try to actually, you know, force that based off of me seeing what somebody else is doing. Um, so like you have to put, put yourself inside that mindset. Like, you know, you're on your own journey, your own progress is your own rate on your own pace. All that stuff is pretty much you. And just focus on just you, not comparing yourself to, oh, like, did you see what um, this person made? Oh, let me try to um, do that on that same trade and then fuck up your entire account, but mainly fuck up your entire psychology. Yeah. You know, versus just going at, at your own pace, um, you won't actually ever overstep your boundaries because you because you know your capabilities and you know, like, how, how far you, you could actually push your limits versus just trying to actually base your limits off of what somebody else is doing. Yeah, it's a great answer. Look, it's a great answer. Don't compare yourself to other people because I, I swear I must have done that. <laughs> I tell you how many times back in the day, um, like how come that guy's got this trade, and then and then I, I'm like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing. Screws you up every Don't single do that. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. No, now, no. Um, if there was one thing you rec- you'd recommend any retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be? Um, um the the one thing that people lack the most is the the knowledge on candlestick analysis honestly like that's just i feel like that alone gives you a super edge because now now you you understand the market more in depth versus just looking at the overall picture now you understand the the full um the full details of what makes up that overall picture so versus you just understand the overall picture you're now understanding what makes up that overall picture you know what i'm saying so so it's kind of like you understanding that milliseconds equals years put it that way mm. um, do you understand that do i uh, milliseconds equals yeah 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 yeah. yep you know so like you're yeah. understanding that based on time the smallest thing makes up the biggest thing yeah but the people but a person that doesn't understand the smallest thing they wouldn't understand why it adds up to eventually go to the, the, the biggest thing because remember there's milliseconds seconds minutes hours yeah. um days weeks, years, months, you know what I'm saying? Like all these things that build up to this huge thing. So if you can't understand the foundation as to what makes it that huge thing, then you don't fully understand it. Yeah. You know, so it's like let's fully understand the full, full details of, of the charts to then be able to, you know, have that swag or, or have that edge compared to everybody else, you know? Yeah. So those are things that I've always focused on um that's why you know like whenever i talk about trading and everything else i get deep with it because that's what it is you know what i'm saying and, and, and that's how i see it and i mean that's why i make the kind of money i make in trading because i that's how i see it you know so just, op- just be open to you know getting deeper into the craft and and, and the details as to what makes up the, the um, bigger picture versus just being so um complacent with what you already know you know yeah and it's good it's a good point because it reminds me of um when i first learned to build websites which was many, many years ago. 
uh, and I went to a course, and the, the first thing the guy told me was, um, this is a pixel. And so he taught us the pixel, right? And as soon as you know the pixel, everything falls out from that, right? So it's so much easier to understand how the entire website is built once you know Correct. the pixel. So that's a sort yeah. of similar analogy. Um, so, right, we're going to jump into the quick fire round here. Nine, uh, four or five questions here. Some of them might not be that quick to answer, but hey, it is what it is. Um, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Um, I don't like to put a time, like me, it took, um, I feel like I, I became a bit more consistent, consistent, like around the sixth or seventh month. Um, I actually started getting like into positives and whatnot. Um, but I wouldn't say, you know, don't take my number and, and make it your number. You know, like your, your number is going to be your number. My number is going to be not be my number based on my level of comprehension, my, my level on being able to um, understand the information that I'm learning, but also being able to, to actually apply it. Like how I comprehend it. it's kind of like saying, if you go into a math class, you're not going to be the person that, Everyone in that math class is not going to be on the same rate. One uh, one person is going to treat this like, yo, this is second nature. Versus some people, it's going to take a bit more to comprehend it. So I never ever tell a person like, yo, like just in six, seven months, you'll get it. At times, it might take longer. You know, it depends on how they process the information to then be able to actually, you know, then take full advantage of the information, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So don't stress out, guys. If you're not six or seven months, you're joining my club because it was. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm way <laughs> it over. Time. Yeah. Remember, so, yeah. what's your favorite entry setup? Um, so the thing is, I don't have one in particular. Um, because at the same time, I like to adapt a lot. Um, if I if I had just one favorite one, then I'll be you know super biased as to like you know what I'm willing to trade. But at the same time, like there, there's so many different ways on how I entered the market based off of certain setups and being able to actually, you know, read certain setups and pretty much see the possibilities to actually enter a certain trade. But I mean, like when I go over the charts, like I'll go over like some things I actually, you know, caught and um, yeah, but I don't have like one, one setup in particular that I'm like super obsessed with because I adapt and I actually, you know, I'm always all over the place, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very open to um, how the markets flow and I'm not going to be, let's say, um, I don't, I don't discriminate from certain setups. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, if it, if it looks good, I take it full advantage of it, but I'm not going to chase one setup in particular to okay. um, actually trade it. You okay, know? cool. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what about strategies to exit or manage trades? Exits. Um, I, I love, um, exiting based off of like my, like my fibs. So like, um, my fibs are based off of at times, it could give me a, a preset stop loss at times. It, it could give me my projection levels. So, so like when, so like, so like when it comes to projections, um, um, I use my fibs negative twenty seven percent or negative sixty one point eight percent as like my TP one, TP two. So that's how I actually base you know my exits off a lot of times, and like that actually makes me control my greed as well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and and it could be that it could be um, based off of exhaustion zones and yeah. Stuff like that. Okay, cool. And what about your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, the, the broker that I use now, I've been using for about almost not not even two years, probably been like a year and a half. I use KOT Forex. Um, you know, they just you know offer you know um, Bitcoin deposits. Everything is smooth. The customer service is smooth. Um, dope platform from what I, I experienced. You know, so I haven't really had many issues. So since um you know I, I I have a lot of money into like my accounts and I have no no issues like that's all that I look for inside a broker you know like good deposits, good spreads, the um good assets of um trade, good customer service and yeah they offer that so I'm chilling. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And um, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Huh? Your your worst ever trade. Do you want to walk us through that? My my worst ever trade. I lost like two fifty actually. Um. But it's like, I mean, I lost two fifty in like a day, but the risk to reward was pretty good. You know, I, I had I had had about like forty lots on US thirty, and I was aiming to make like around six hundred thousand. You know, so me losing two fifty, like it's a good risk to reward still. But at the same time, like it was, you know, it was it made sense as to like, okay, I'm aiming for this, but at the same time, I have to be able to risk 
this right here. So like whenever I do 10 lots on US 30, I'm risking 100,000. But since it was a lot less than what 40 lots risk reward was based off of 10 lots, 250 was de- definitely decent to actually lose versus losing 400,000. I lost 250, um, but I was aiming for a lot higher than that. So yeah, it cool. was worth it. Cool. Yeah. And, and uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, set time aside to grab, set time aside to fall in love with the craft. That's probably like one of the biggest things, you know, like, you know, don't just set a time a day to um, study or set amount of time that, that you want to study every single day. Like, yo, like if, if you're into it, you're going to study nonstop and not care about, oh shit, it's, it's two, three o'clock. I have to go to bed. Yo, if you're awake, then, then you're awake. Study, you know? So like once you're passionate about that certain craft, then you, you're not going to put a time limit on how much time it takes to actually comprehend the um, craft. Um, you're going to keep on going. Yeah. And I feel like you have to have that kind of, of um, attitude because if you don't, then you're that person that's pretty much going to be spending a lot more time and forcing yourself to like it versus falling in love with it based off of the capabilities of it because the capabilities are, are endless. You know, like it's giving you, it's literally a tool that is giving you the opportunity to make a lot of money every single day. You know, it's not a guarantee, but it's giving you the opportunity to, to make a lot of money every single day. And um, once you actually you understand that, it doesn't make sense to slow down or to quit because it's literally all upside potential once you're willing to put in the work. Work like this, you know, I work like this, full of notes and that stuff. Like yeah. once, you're, you're, once you're willing to actually go that route, then I feel like, you know, the possibilities are endless. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, look, before you wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? My main platform, which is on Instagram at QBank, C-U-E-B-A-N-K-S. Um, that's it. There's no underscores. There's no periods because I have a lot of fake accounts, a lot, a lot of fake accounts. I only have one account at QBanks and that's it. So, um, that platform, I mean, I post all of my content stories, everything else. And that's definitely the best way on how to contact, how to contact me now. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Q for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, are going to be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for QBanks in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. So there you have it, folks. Interview with QBanks done and dusted. Now, do remember to head over to the YouTube channel. Check out the video we shot after the show. It is epic. Got to be, It's a must-watch. It's a must-watch. Okay, got to go and check that out. Also, Trader versus Trader Finals, check those out. The specials, check those out. And stay tuned for the new stuff happening in the crypto space, the logo, the merch. And if you want to get on board with my Robot Builders Club, now is the best time before the price increases. See you in the next one.